Welcome to the 263rd episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on December 15th, 2021. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com and 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's getting ready for Goaty, Carlos Rodella. I'm preparing myself for game of the year. Yes, I am. That makes two of us, my friend. That makes two of us. It's hard to believe that it is that time again. It kind of—I feel like it snuck up on us this year. Yeah, and also when you just said that, uh, what snuck up on me is ten days till Christmas. Oh, you know, my wife was just saying that. She's like, you know, we probably should start wrapping our son's fucking presents. And I'm like, ah, do we even have wrapping paper? I don't oh, know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it, the year flew by, or the years have flown by, really, at that point. Um, with all the kind of stuff that's going on in the world. and But yeah, we just keep uh, trudging along on this podcast and coming up with new games that we play because we play all of the games. And just talking about it, you know, pre-show, there's just so many to go through to pick game of the year. So many. Yeah, I'm going to have to really spend some time uh, just going back through my list. And it's funny because I was recently invited to talk on the Gaming in the Wild podcast. Uh, good man John over there wanted me to talk about some some game of the year stuff. And uh, it's funny because as I was going through my list, I got to about like April and I'm like, okay, I got like 10 games I can talk about. And I brought those to his show. And then I'm like, well, I still got like, I still got like 10 months or uh, eight months to go. So I feel like the games I'm going to talk about for our show next week are going to be like a completely different batch. It's going to be a very surprising show. And I feel like your list and my list, even though we are uh, pretty different gamers, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of thinking we're not even going to have even one game in common this year. Really? I mean, I think maybe not even like one. I think we'll have one for sure. I don't know anything past that one. Okay, let's guess. I think we're going to have two. Weirdly enough, I think we're going to have two in common. Out of a ten, that's still not a lot. All right, let's let's go on record just for funsies. I say we're going to have one in common. You say we're going to have two in common. Yep. And right. that, but also that's great for the listeners because. That's totally a bunch of different games to, you know, check out. Yeah, you know, and that's really the fun for me. Like when I listen to these shows or when I look at people's year end lists, I'm not looking for validation to say that whatever AAA game that I already like is the best of the year. For me, when I, I look at this stuff, or when I listen to these shows, I want to hear about stuff that I don't know about. Like I want the surprise things, yep. the unexpected picks, the indies. Like that's what I'm looking for. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't need the confirmation. I want I want discovery is what I want. Exactly. And that you couldn't have done a better transition for me because I was going to mention Indie Gaming Guild, another uh, channel that we love here. Uh, they're on YouTube. Uh, Jeffrey, he just did his kind of best of indie games. And I re like re-remembered a bunch of games from that list, like you were just saying. Uh, or I just found out about some. And so I highly recommend everybody go check it out. It's already up now, uh, you know, before our game of the year. So go check out Indie Gaming Guild. Uh, just got 10,000 subscribers, by the way. So congrats. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's a great milestone. Uh, and so like well, a few games he just mentioned was one was called Littlewood. And it was kind of, um, you know, one of those simulation games, um, Harvest Mooney kind of games. Yeah. You know, God, I think I've even played that. Is that on Switch? I feel like I've played it. I don't know. I think it's on a lot of things. And um and yeah, it's just like he said, it's, it's all the quality of life stuff in that type of a game you'd want. It does, you know, and it seems like a really cozy game, especially for like Christmas or something. So that and then Grow, he mentioned, and we mentioned that on this show and a couple other games. So, yeah, just check out his list. But I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, I just want to watch all the different lists that come out, not because 
who picked, you know, X game as the number one, but because I want a bunch of new options or or ones that I just forgot about. Yeah, there's no way that one person or two people or even 10 people can go through all the games that are released every single day. So, you know, you're counting on people casting a wide net to see what they bring in. I mean, you got to have people whose taste you trust filter through this stuff. So then it helps you get to the good stuff faster. I mean, there's just no way for any person to get through it all. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you know, today is going to be a slightly unusual show, but let's not diverge from the script just yet. Let's start off with the usual. As everyone knows, you and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. On my side this week, I actually do have one little teeny tiny box. What do you got on your side of the room, Carlos? Well, I got more boxes than you, so why don't you go first? All right, let me go first with just this one quickie thing. Folks, as you just heard us talking about, next week is going to be the So Video Games Game of the Year show. Um, We did put out a call on Twitter, but I'm going to repeat it here. Uh, If you our listener of the show we want your input we want to get your top three games of 2021 however you want to define those some people are like it doesn't count if it's a remake does it count if i just played it like what are the parameters who cares man just send us your three best games from 2021 and one stinker one that you really didn't like so send it to us here at the email you can send it to us on twitter I mean, you want to drop me a message on Instagram, I'll copy it down there. You can grab Carlos on TikTok, perhaps. However you want to reach (laughs) us, send us your top three favorite games of 2021. And whatever, we're not strict about it. And one stinker. That's my ask. That's our ask for the show. We will give you a shout out. We'll tally up the winners and losers, and we'll talk about it next week. So please give us your feedback. And with that, my side of the house is clean. Carlos! What you got? Well, before I go into, through my boxes, uh, to that point, um, it doesn't even have to be a stinker. It could be something you're just dis- disappointed in. Sure. Disappointment, let down yeah. something you were expecting and it wasn't great or head scratcher. I mean, anything where you're just like, you know, it's not a good game, but, you know, something that really stuck out to you this year. Yeah, because you're looking forward to it. I mean, that happens a lot, like yeah. on this show a lot. We're Big like, time. oh, man, we were really excited about this game and then it's not as good as we thought um, to us. Okay, so a couple of things. The first thing is the huge box that's in the middle of the room is the Game Awards. Yes, the Game Awards. It happened. Now, there's, for some reason, I guess, it's polarizing now. Um, I think in the beginning when people were just didn't have any award show since, like, the shitty Spike Awards, and then Jeff Keighley brought it back. Oh, my God, I forgot about the Spike Awards. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. But when Jeff first brought it back, it feels like it, everybody was, like, happy. Like, everybody was singing songs and holding each other's hands, and we just loved the fact that it was back in general. But now it seems like this year and other years, people are just like, well, it's not giving me what I need. And it's just a trailer fest. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I want. Like, I just want to see a bunch of new trailers. And why not? I like video games. So and then people were mad because there's a lot of ads in it this year. But I don't know. You got to pay for this shit. So I am not as Debbie Downer about it as everybody else is or a lot of people are online uh i just again had fun like learning about things that i didn't know about new games which i'll talk about real quick and then also just you know re-remembering uh things i'm excited about so yeah and some of the stuff was corny and that's fine but that's gonna happen anywhere cool you know Anyways. i didn't uh i didn't watch it i know I mean, that was like three and a half hours or something it was is that it's about epic right? yeah but you can always skip around you just watch it on yeah. replay yeah i didn't watch it you know i mean i i may scan the trailers afterwards but you know, it's kind of like the same reason I don't read like uh, Game of the Year list to get validation of the stuff I want. Like, I, 
you know, the stuff they picked, I looked at the nominees. A lot of those nominees were pretty eyebrow raising to me. So I'm not really invested in that at all. But I may check out just the trailers. And well, yeah, I mean, I can see why people wouldn't want to sit down for three and a half hours um, to have their favorite games ignored and just watch some trailers. I mean, that I, I get why people don't like it, but I also get why people do like it. So I can I can see both sides of the coin there. Right. So just keep it going. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't stop it because, <laughs> you know, there's a person on for everything. Right. Jeff, if you're listening and I know you're listening, he was listening. Yeah. To this. Don't one moment. stop. It. Don't We're, stop. Our it. takeaways. Don't stop. Don't stop it. Um, but yeah. And to that kind of deep dive in that point real quick, like if you're looking at it for just the award part, um, yeah, that's not great because there's there's so many games we just mentioned. There's no way to do awards for all of them. It's just impossible. And the the, the system they have, they probably could modify it because some of those uh, nominees are questionable for sure. Uh, but again, I didn't watch it for that. And then I also watch it for, just to kind of finalize that point, uh, I, I watch it for the just kind of cozy moment that it brings, right? Like there's so much bullshit online and on TV and everywhere. And this is just like a kind of a safe space. You know, it's like even the commercials are going to be video game commercials, right? Like it doesn't matter. I think the whole thing is just a gaming experience. So, so for me, I just get kind of like lost in it. Anyways, that said, uh, here's a couple of things that are of note and I only have like 10. Uh, is this still the Game Awards show or is this This is all the Game Awards show. Okay. Just kind of what I took from it. Uh, all right. Things are interesting enough. and that you might find interesting. Uh, all right. Star Wars. Uh, they showed the Quantic Dream uh, game that's going to be a Star Wars game. Do you know of that? I heard of it. I heard people saying, oh, my God, how is how is David Cage making another game? And what's he going to do to Star Wars is what I heard. Yeah, it looks interesting. I mean, like, you know, what's that uh, robot game that he did or they did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it seems like that. And, um, yeah, the, the premise seemed interesting. Uh, the other thing that was really interesting was Slitterhead, which is oh, yeah, the yeah. guy who made Silent Hill, which I love, uh, has his new studio called Bocast Studio. Anyways, it looked really creepy. So I'm in. Too creepy for me, but I'll, I'll watch you. it from a distance. Yeah. Uh, I'll review it on the show. There you go. Uh, Bethesda had a really fun thing that I wish, I hope more people do is kind of a corny little trailer for, I don't know, just upcoming games. But then as the guy was talking, uh, codes just flew by the screen. And, like, they're, they're all codes to, like, free games. Oh, just, like, download codes? Like, yeah, people yeah, are supposed yeah. to grab them from watching the show? Yeah, or? from watching the show. I think that's, like, fun. Like, it was, like, the whole time he was talking. Like, you know, two minutes or whatever. And just, Would people like, have to, like, screen grab real quick? Yeah. Or how would you? Okay. Yeah, you have to, all like, right. pause it and, like, go, like, put it in really fast. But Run that's kind of fun. Xbox. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Monolith is making a Wonder Woman, which is weird. That's just weird to me. Uh, what? Do you have Go a ahead. thought on that? I was I was just like, Monolith, what else? I, I feel really dumb right now because I should know this, but what else have they done? Didn't they do some kind of shooter or something? Well, they did the Shadow War, or what is it called? The, um, the, oh my goodness, what's it called? Shadow War. Mordor. Sh- Mordor. Shadow Mordor. Oh, okay. I'm getting confused. Okay, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Mordor. Okay, that makes more sense because I was thinking... They were the people that did the um, like the Fear series. That's not right. No, what, what, it's the, those people. It's the Mordor. It's the it's the Lord of the yeah, Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can see Wonder Woman doing that. That makes sense. Yeah, like epic. Like she's running around slamming things and like exactly, and exactly. Uh, Alan Wake though was a really fun one. So Alan Wake two is being made right now, and they showed the trailer for it. Well, a teaser. Um, and so that's I was very excited to hear that. And they said that's going to be a little more survival horror. Than the original, which is more of an action game. Yeah, definitely. So I'm just excited. I mean, you liked Alan Wake, right? I like, you know, I liked it. I, I'm not like a hardcore Alan Wake stand, but I mean, I played through it. 
it had some issues, but overall, I think I, I liked it more than I didn't. Okay. Uh, Sonic uh, the Hedgehog has a movie. I actually did watch it in the theater when it came out because it was a funny time. And they just showed a trailer for the new movie. Uh, Evil West looks really good. That actually looks like a really, really good uh, action game with Western with monsters. Uh, Planet of Lana, I, I knew about it before, but they showed kind of a, a little deep dive into the music behind it. And it's just beautiful sounding. So it's a 2D side scroller. Uh, about a girl and an invading army on her planet or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I The name is kind of generic to me, but now that you're talking about it, it did look pretty cool, yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, Tachia, which is a, kind of a cutesy game, but you turn it into a bunch of animals, and I th- th- thought it looked pretty interesting. Sure. Um, Amazon Luna kept getting uh, commercials, like for the one commercial they kept showing. And I just thought I'd bring it up because I don't think we've ever talked about it. It's like a – what's that other one? Um What's the other one? What's the Google one? Stadia? Yeah. It, it looks like it's like that. And how, how do we not know about it or talk about it ever? Amazon I, Luna? I have never even heard of it until literally just this moment. Maybe it's new then? I mean, was it an announcement for the first time? I have no they just, information on it whatsoever. It wasn't an announcement like in the show. It was just they kept showing commercials like in the middle. And oh, right now I'm looking at on the website and it says request early access. So it's not out yet. Um, but that looks like it's going to be... Like uh, Stadia. Oh, pass. I know. I know it's a pass for you, but I'm just saying. Interesting. Uh, Only a few more things. Forsaken, which I was excited about. It looks great. They showed another trailer, but it does. uh, A lot of the reviewers who have gotten early access of it say it seems really empty. Like there's not much to do in the game. What is this one? I am Forsaken. It's the the girl who kind of like she's wearing like a flannel sweater or sweatshirt and she kind of jumps into a fantasy world like from the real world. And oh, she's man, got powers. I'm, what is going on? I you're like I'm usually up on top of all my games. I guess it shows how busy I've been this week. I'm gotta gonna look at the trailer real gotta quick. Gotta watch the game awards, I guess. I don't know. Maybe watch some trailers. Yeah. Forsaken. Yeah, Anyways, I've been following it for a little while and um the trailer looked great and she's got like these powers, a third person. But uh, a reviewer recently said that it looked a little empty, like the the planet. But um so check that out as you're checking it out now, probably. It's it's too generic of a name. I'm not even getting the trailer to come up. I'm getting like all sorts of Oh, I I'll look it up. Forspoken. It's I it's Forspoken. Uh, I said Forsaken, didn't I? Okay. It's Forspoken. Oh, that's that's much different. Yeah. That's much different. Well, Forsaken was nothing probably. Uh, yeah, it was like it was like a Destiny mod. It was like this western movie. I'm like nice. okay, none of these things. Forsaken does sound like a western are movie. Are looking correct, yeah. Anyway, okay. Anyway, uh, moving on. Okay, moving on. Just a few more things. Saints Row, new trailer, and I, I, I'm just hands down excited about it. Like, I don't care. I'm not jaded. If you give me an open world GTA game, it's done. You know what I mean? It's done. I'm buying that thing. So I like I like Saints Row a heck of a lot more than I like Grand Theft Auto. I mean, I don't know if that's the popular opinion, but I'm definitely more of a Saints Row guy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'd be up for it for sure. They keep the the humor and the same approach. I'm down. Yeah, and the trailer showed a lot more of the actual world this time, and so it just seemed like a really fun like countryside and city to explore, really l- ludicrous and over the top. Uh, there's a Star Trek game with choices, like a choose-your-own-adventure that look good. Yeah, like a Telltale style, right? Yeah, and then they showed Dying Light 2 again. Has that been... We've been talking about Dying Light 2 for, I think, 13 years. 
13 or 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, basically. And I was like, just don't show uh, me a trailer anymore. (laughs) February is, I think, the new date, or did they change it again? I don't. They probably said, and I didn't even take it down. I was like, yeah. It's like, I feel like I've already played that game because we've been talking about it for so long. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, They showed uh, literally a bunch of footage uh, from the new Halo series, uh, like the actual show. Oh, the live action series. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. A lot of computer graphics. Uh, and last two, the, uh, the biggest kind of announcements, uh, one that will anger you and one that will <laughs> bore you. Oh, wow. Okay, great. <laughs> the one that will bore you probably was, the it excites me to no end was the matrix awakens. Um, I knew that it was coming cause I kind of, uh, foreshadowed it earlier last episode, but they, you know, the, the matrix awaken was an unreal five demo that you could download before the game award started. So during the Game Awards, it said, you know, they showed like kind of a mini thing with um, Keanu Reeves, this mm. kind of video thing, mm. and said, okay, it's it's available now. And so you could go play it. And cool. then I, I played it, and I'll talk about it for a second. But um, yeah, it, it, it was really cool to just see that because I'm excited for Matrix, the new movie. And the demo itself, really, really mind-blowing in the beginning. It's one of those kind of on-rail shooters you sure. know, game. But it's just showing all the stuff happening in real time and unreal, and it looks like, like the movie. You know, it's like it's pretty fucking incredible. But then they like put you in the real world, like it's an open world you can walk around in. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't expect that. But a lot of people are like really amazed by it, but I'm not because I'm a Mister Nitpicker when it comes to open world. You are the open world connoisseur. I am, and I ran around and did stuff. And you know, they're using beautiful assets, but there's nothing in the windows of the stores. You know, there's right. The right. physics only work a little bit, and they crash. Um, so it's more to show visually what they can do sure, in a city. Sure, a little work in progress, a little yeah. teaser taster. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. still pretty cool that they did that. I mean, holy shit! Like it's it was a lot to explore. So that was kind of like a part of the game awards for me. All right. And then they did a bunch of awards. We won't talk about them, but we will talk about the last award because I want to make you mad. The game of the year. Now, this is the biggest pile of putrid horseshit. Game of the year. Game of the year is a joke. It It is a joke. I cannot believe that people pick that as game of the year. I I get why people like the two player co-op mechanics. I mean, it's not revolutionary, but it's well done. You know, each player takes a task. The other player does another part of the task. You got to work together for teamwork. It's a solid idea. It's cute looking. You know, it's it's you know, it's a little too long, but it's it's well done. I mean, that part is fine. But the script alone should disqualify it from any game of the year considerations. That script is horrible. Some of the worst shit I've seen all year was in that game. I felt emotionally abused after playing that game. It is a terrible example. I mean, if people played that and felt like that was a pretty okay depiction of a relationship, then I feel very, very sorry for them because that was was what's his name? Joseph Fares working through yeah. his dysfunctional emotional issues in that game. And I was very bothered and put out and disturbed by it. I, I cannot fathom anybody picking that as game of the year. There you go. I got what I wanted. Um, there you go. Your, your vitriol. But I will say this, and I don't want to challenge you on it, but it is weird that so many people uh, across the board do like that story. So it's I'm, a very sad commentary on American society. That maybe is what it is. And I, and I don't know because I haven't played it. Um, and again, I don't like the idea of that gameplay as a single person. You oh, know? my God. The, ele- but, the scene with the elephant alone, even if everything else in the game was fine, which is 100% not, the scene with the elephant 
should absolutely disqualify it from any game of the year shit. That was just like beyond the fucking pale. I can't even believe it made it past any beta testers. I'll go fuck that game. I'll go to the cutscene just to watch it on YouTube. Oh my god. I mean, it's gonna mean a little less because you're not gonna have to play through it. But right, right, right. Wow, psycho, psycho. Okay. There you go. And that was the last piece of the Game Awards. Other awards won, but whatever. I did like the yeah. game, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, one of my favorite games of all time now, uh, did win uh, Best Narration. Or wait, Best Narration? Not Narration. Yeah, it was Best Narrative. Narrative. Best narrative. Yeah, Narrative. Yeah, yeah. yeah well-deserved. That one, I, I agree. Well-deserved. So. Well-deserved. Uh, jumping away from the Game Awards, two more real quick things. PS5 is getting console covers, and I'm going to buy one. Because, console covers? Yeah, they're going to finally do the colored console covers. Like that you can buy just the cover or yeah. they just coming in that color? Yeah, yeah, just the color, just the, the console covers. Like a, like a console sleeve, console condom? Yeah, a console cover. <laughs> console I, condom? I, it's a console, co- I'll call it a console cover. Okay. Anyways, there's all the different colors. One is the same color as my red controller, so I'll probably get that. Uh, just pretty cool that's coming out soon. And then last but not least, uh, I live on TikTok. I live on TikTok. I make TikToks. My TikTok is uh, TikTok. Just a search for Carl Sredella. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the URL is. But anyways, uh, while I'm on there, I think I told you I followed uh, the PlayStation account or like some sort of PlayStation account that does old school PlayStation memories. And -hmm. it just shows like old, you know, uh, footage from games. And it showed Sledstorm. Oh, Sledstorm. Wow, that's a blast from the past. Do you remember it, right? You played it. Oh, yeah, I played it back. I think everybody played it back in the day. I mean, you kind of had to. There wasn't that many games back then. Right, but there's there's a miniature tangent I want to go on. There's something about that game and games like it from that era. I generally don't like the polygon, you know, over-the-top, really kind of crunchy-looking polygon stuff. But yeah. that was one of the first times that, like, physics was being done, you know, right? Like in a, in a vehicle-type situation where you're going off to the edge of the snow and, you know, you're sliding... And and it was a race, and I don't know what it was about it, but it just felt almost better than some of the racing games today. Interesting, interesting. I you know that was um, from a period of gaming. That was the um, racing where you're in uh, snowmobiles and going yes. over yes. a bunch of stuff. That was you know there was a period of time, and that was what PS one or PS two. I think PS1? it was PS one. Yeah, I feel like it was PS one. When all those games came out, it was like Jet Moto, right. Sled Storm, the original. Um, oh, what's the what's the one? The, come on, Carlos, the one that everybody copied. Wipeout. Wipeout. Um, also, Snow Cross. That was another one I liked. Yeah, I got to be honest, man. Like, I'm not big on racers in general, but like something about the way those graphics were processing on the PS1, I got like really ill every time I played one of those. Oh, games. really? I just, ugh, just something about it just turned my like physically turned my stomach, and I never played very much of any of those i think wow. it was just like i needed i needed like a higher frame rate or something because i got so sick playing those games yeah i can see that it's just weird that it's like such a positive memory for you, me and it's like a nauseous memory for you but literally nauseating yes <laughs> and we'll get off that topic right now then all right let's get into this show all right, folks, we're doing something a little bit different. Since we are prepping for Goaty next year, or not next year, I mean, we will prep for it next year, but we're prepping for it next week is what I meant to say. Um, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We kind of lightened our loads that we would be free to go through our list and prep for next time. So what we're going to do is we're going to just cover the Xbox Indie Demo Expo. I don't even know what they're exactly calling it. Do you know what the official title of the... Uh, the event is Carlos. No, like, this this leads us into our first tangent already because you can't find the fucking thing, and they yeah. don't they don't have a little title card because again, I'm frustrated with Xbox's navigation, and it's hard to find them at all because the demo thing 
just moves. If you go to the game's yeah. homepage, it's not even the same place every time. So, right. no, I don't have an answer for you, Brad, because it's freaking hard to find it. So here's what we're talking about. Um, I, I mean, 100% agree with what you just said. So so there's a, a demo event going on on the Xbox right now. It seems like maybe they're going to start doing this maybe like two, three times a year, which I'm down for. I think yeah. having like Demo Fest is really cool. And they've got like 30 or 40 demos that are available on the store. You can download them all for free. And in fact, by the time that this show comes out, they should still be on the store. So if you like anything we're talking about, you can go grab those. I believe they'll still be up. But I, we didn't hear anything about it for like the first week. It was like, I think we're into the second week by now. But like, I didn't hear any PR. I got no PR. I didn't see anything about it on Twitter. I didn't see anything about it on the Xbox when I went to the store, when I went to, uh, you know, Game Pass or anything. I, I didn't even know there was even going on until Carlos said something about it. And I'm like, how in the fuck did you even know this was going on? Because I had no idea. Eventually we figured out it was buried on the game's homepage under a couple other things. Since then, they have got a title card. I did see a title card up on the game store page, but it rotates out and the visibility is just really abysmal. It was also abysmal the last time they did this as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why they go to all the trouble of having 30 or 40 indie game demos and then they don't fucking tell anybody about it. Like Plus I would the be devs would be it. super sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like why? I mean, I'd be so depressed if I worked my ass off to get a vertical slice going got it up on the store, got it approved, took time out from my actual game production to get this going, and then literally nobody fucking knows about it. Like, God, what a waste of effort. So I hope that Xbox, look, on the one hand, I love that you do it. It's super awesome that you do it. I'm totally in favor. But you got to, like, get some PR about this. And I know you guys got a couple dollars in your wallet. You can afford it, right? Pay, get a little promoted post on Twitter or something. Please tell people about this because it's really fucking cool. Yeah, it's weird that they didn't. But I think I found it from YouTube because I watch all the different channels and stuff of people just talking about stuff. And I think they're like, hey, it's coming up this week or something. So, All right. Well, good on whoever found it originally because they discovered something that no one else even knew existed. So yeah. anyway, I believe it's the Indie at Xbox uh, Winter Demo Fest or something. I don't even know exactly what it's called. But like we just said, 30 or 40 demos up there. Carlos played a chunk. I played a chunk. We're just going to go through them rapid fire. And then we're probably going to wrap it. This will be one of our shorter oh. shows, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, but wait, hold on. I think, I don't know if we talked about this pre-show. What's we that? Did, no, we, we didn't. We did very little pre-production for this show. Um, I do want to definitely talk about Edge of Eternity. Uh, so that's an RPG. Oh, and I can talk I'm about that at the end. I'm pre-bored talking about that. I just want you to Oh, know. and I'm pre-mad at you for that. Oh, my God. Because it's pre very good. I'm already bored. Okay, we'll talk about one actual game. Yes, and then we're going to wrap end. after the demos. Okay. Oh, you want to talk about it before or after? No, 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 at the end. At okay. The end. Okay, so let's just jump into the demos. We had just like a random scattershot mixture. I know. I, think, I don't even know what order we're doing this in, but I have all these notes. I so I don't even know either. Carlos, you want to just pick one and we'll just... Oh, you pick one, I'll pick one. We'll go back and yeah, forth. Yeah, we keep picking one and then yeah. we'll see if we we you both go, played it. Exactly. You go first. Well, I'll pick an easy one because I think we both played it. Loot River. Loot River. Yes, I did. Go for it. So it's a procedurally generated or randomly procedurally generated, whatever you want to call it, um, roguelike game. Uh, looks like, uh, is it below or what's that other game? It looks like, I mean, yeah, I think below, I mean, to me, it kind of just like a top down dark souls. There's been a lot of top down dark souls clones. Lately, yeah, okay. So call it just that. Yeah. Looks like one of those sword and yeah. sorcery. Some of that, you know, pixel art kind of tall characters, you know, thin characters. Anyways, you run around and you have different weapons and you fight monsters or bad guys and you go back to the hub world and you upgrade yourself. It's like very paint by numbers of what a roguelike would be. But until you get to the actual movement throughout the map, and the, the, the movement is very interesting of an idea, is that the whole idea is it takes place on the water because it's called Loot River. 
And so when you run into the map and you start the map up um, or dungeon, you basically are on these little cubes and the cubes are like Tetris pieces. And the Tetris pieces you can move around with your right analog stick, which is very intuitive, by the way, right? Didn't you feel like just just exactly how it should be when you did it? If, once I knew what I was doing, yes, but I somehow skipped that um, pop-up that told you to use the right stick. Oh, okay. And so I got stuck on the very first uh, Tetris piece going, how the fuck do I move this? And I oh, I don't know if it was a glitch in the demo or something, but the, it didn't pop up. And when I left the game, closed it, came back in, it popped for me the second time. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And once I got once I got past that, it was fine. Yeah, you basically move uh, these little pieces around through the water, and that's how you get to different areas on the board. But then there's some that you know come together like Tetris pieces, literally, and then some you have to like move to other pieces which are like higher. Like there's just different levels of pieces, uh, and then enemies are on the pieces. By the way, pro tip and a very interesting thing I did, which I'm not sure if you did, Brad, but you can like control the um, piece while you're while you're also attacking. So yes. I b- basically like like hit a bad guy and then flew away, you know, with the piece and then came back. Did you do that? I kind of did. Yeah. I mean, this is an interesting game because like you said, you're, you're on a river and the thing that you're on is a bunch of like these rafts that are shaped like Tetris pieces. So you, you're moving yourself with the left stick. You're moving the piece that you're on with the right stick. So it's kind of like you're piloting a raft up and down the river, but it's also at the same time, a raft shaped like a Tetris piece, which is interesting. And then like, you know, you can only get so far, you got to like dock your first piece, jump to the next piece, move that one around, you know, and it's it's an interesting way of locomotion. That was all very good. And I liked it. Very interesting. Intuitive. Like you said, that was good. The thing that kind of um, fell down a little bit for me was the combat. Like I felt like it was cranked really high. Um, the the character that you have has a little bit of like a delay in their attack. And I oh, don't yeah. know if that's something that you like upgrade over time, but I'm like, oh, dear. Like, I feel like. I feel like this is another one of those games where it's got a lot of cool ideas, but they're kind of taking the wrong lessons from Dark Souls, where the combat is just like not snappy and not not good the way that it should be. And I was dodging and it didn't seem like there were iframes on the dodge, which is another mistake. So I feel like I was getting kind of frustrated. Honestly, I felt like the combat was a little bit too hard for, you know, but again, it's a demo. Maybe they'll tweak things or I'm just not used to it yet. But that was a little bit of a question mark for me. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's the first thing that I noticed immediately because, I mean, you have to attack enemies immediately. And, you know, the first weapon you have, well, you have a a couple of different weapons you can switch between two. And I had a spear or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's the slowest attack I've ever done in any game. Like, it's like insanely slow. Yeah, so I think that basically you going slow and not being able to attack like you want to is just a detriment to the whole idea of it because you're going to be dying a bunch, right? And you're going to yeah. be trying to upgrade your weapons, but if you can't even like do the things you want and you don't feel like you're in control, like the dodge felt okay, but all the attacks felt super slow. Yeah, I was not down with the combat and they really like rush you. Like there's mobs on some of those uh things. I got to the first boss and he was just like wrecking me. I was like doing like chip damage on him and I'm just like I, I just, I don't need a game to like really just like punish me super, super hard. Like, yeah. I, and I don't even think that's even the, the lesson that souls games are trying to teach you either, but that's a whole other podcast. So I'm, I'm interested in this one. I will check it out, but caveat, I I'm a little bit sketchy on that combat. Yeah. I'm kind of noping out because especially also the other thing I don't like is when these kind of games don't even give you potions to pick up. Like you have to do this thing where you like invest potions I didn't understand that system at all. I didn't make any sense. Well, I won it, by the way. I guess it was a game, and I won because I invested all my potions, and I got back to the hub world, and he's like, Here, here's your potions, and he gave me eight of them. And I was like, oh, my goodness, now I'm really powered up. So, 
But I don't like in the you know when you're playing a game, you just can't just pick up potions. Yeah, they're like you're just gonna whatever you have, you're gonna have to deal with. So yeah, I, I might be out. Yeah, uh, question marks for me. All right, let me pick one here. Yeah, pick one. Uh, let me pick Aztec Forgotten Gods, and it's A Z T E C H. So Aztec, like a mixture of Aztec and technology. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, I've seen this one for a while. It's, I've I've seen trailers of it before. You play a girl who's got a I don't know, like a, like a right arm that's kind of, it's kind of like a robot arm, but it's also kind of like made of stone or something. It's really like oversized right arm. And she goes through some story at the beginning, but basically this arm acts as propulsion. So you can like use it like a jetpack. Like you point the arm down and she jumps uh, straight up with a, a beam that comes out of the hand. You can propel yourself forward. So you're kind of like going from platform to platform. And then as you're doing that, uh, the main content of the demo was like you got to this big boss who was like this giant um, monster looking guy who was obviously like inspired by, you know, South American mythology. Yeah. And you kind of like fly around him and getting close and kind of punches uh, his weak spots that glow red or whatever. I mean, it's an interesting kind of navigation um, that isn't often done. It seems like they're really playing a lot with 3D space. Um, I've definitely got some thoughts on it, Carlos, but did you try this one? Yeah, I did. And I do like right, right off the bat. I like the fact that it's about natives and the Aztec empire. So like Pretty cool. for me, Pretty I'm cool. like, okay, you already got a point for that. But I did have a, a I was frustrated with the propulsion system, the jet thing, mm-hmm. because, um, when you aim it, like aim the camera, it gets a little confusing, uh, because I felt like I couldn't really go in the direction I wanted sometimes. Like there's a lot of those rings, like the ones in Superman 64. Uh, yeah, and I hate that kind of game. <laughs> that, is, that is a very playing. interesting callback. I'm I'm surprised you chose that one. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess you could pick um, Riders Republic has them as well. Okay, but sure. for me, it's always Superman 64. Um, worst game of all time. Uh, yeah. So like, I just it, that made me frustrated. The running and jumping and wall running and stuff was pretty fun and 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 worked. Uh, it just felt a little buggy. It's a demo. Um, but I do like the idea and the concept and the idea in general of like a parallel futuristic Aztec empire is, you know, cool as shit. Oh um, yeah, dude. I mean, theme wise, I'm hundred percent down. I like the, the main character. I like the, the art style, yeah. um, a little too talky for me. I could have done with a little bit less talking. That was a little bit too much talking. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I feel like the, the basic idea is solid, but it doesn't feel like it's quite there. I had a lot of glitching and like weird physics stuff happening. So it doesn't feel like quite ready for prime time, which is understandable. It's a demo, but like the same thing, but like you said, like you have to kind of not touch the control stick and it makes you go straight up when you boost. But then when you kind of push forward, you kind of go forward, but kind of at an angle. And like when I was trying to fly through those rings that you mentioned, that was a shit show. I had the hardest time getting through those rings, which is dumb because they're enormous. Yeah. And it seems like you'd be able to slide right through those. But man, I was like wrecking myself on the rings. And also you have a limited amount of thrust, which I guess makes sense. But rather than having cooldown as you're not thrusting, which is what a lot of jetpack games do, you have to like either touch the ground or touch the wall, which to me really kind of broke the flow of what I was doing when I was fighting that boss. It was like flying, dodging, and then I need to like find a wall or some ground. And then it kind of like just wrecked my whole like aerial assault. It didn't quite have the flow I was looking for. It would have been nice if they would just recharge your jetpack if you just take your your finger off the button for a few seconds. Right. Uh, but they chose not to do that, which I think is maybe a wrong choice. And I think it's so, it's more fun when you're not fighting a boss because that that boss thing it was yeah. annoying. But like later on after that, you get to just walk around the city, and yeah. it was just yeah. like way more fun, right? Yeah, I I think this has got a lot of potential. It just needs its rough edges um, filed down a little bit. It feels 
pretty rough right now. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna. I'm definitely like keeping my eye on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, what's your pick? Next one. Uh, well, I just want to say one that we can like, get off the list because I want to like burn it with fire, and I never say that <laughs> to indie <laughs> devs because I, I love... know what you're gonna pick. I know what you're yeah, pick. I know. I love indie devs. Okay, we we've established this. Mm-hmm. But the game Overpass. Oh God! I can burn that with fire. I'm gonna burn <laughs> it with with the fire of of Hades. You bring the fire and I'll bring the gas tank, man, because I, I did not like this one at all. Well, you, I can't play it. I almost threw my controller. I don't I don't throw my controller. I was let thinking get, about it. Let me guess it. what the problem was. You couldn't. You got the timing perfectly when you had to push the button. But when you needed to push a direction, you got you fucked him up every single time. Right? I fucked him up every single time until you can do, do a different. Oh, let's explain what it is. Yes, it's a well real quick. It's a it's a rhythm based uh, like a music game. But you're doing uh, first person. You're kind of like on rails driving through this like city. And I like the idea of the music because I like vaporware. I like, you know, old 90s kind of. The music was good. Music music was good. good. And I was excited to see more of that and see the kind of the the art aesthetic they would do with that music. But as you're going, similar to any of the music games you can think of, uh, Thumper, which is an incredible version of what they're trying to do. Um, you know, you're going through different rings and different environments and they're showing you a button to push or a control to push like a direction. Yes. And so the button's easy ish and the control is terrible. Like it's really, really hard, but then there's a menu option, which I did learn and you can pick different control setups. So I picked one that was easier. I don't know which one it was. Uh, I think it was called Instant or something. It was, it was the one where it does the direct. So I, I think what the problem with this game is, and I don't think they explain it. Instead of just doing the control, I think you need to push the control, uh, like direction, excuse me, and the action button. Whereas with the other thing, you're just pushing the action button. So when right. you pick that other option, it when you push left, it does left plus action at the same time for you, right. which they don't fucking tell you. They don't tell you it's bad with tutorial. But also, even after I got it to like a control that was okay, I still fucking ate shit like all mm. the time. Because later on, it gets so fast. Yeah. And the idea of a music game, maybe they can retool this. The idea of a music game is you want to do it on the rhythm. And also yes. when you hit a button that makes something, you know, like um, connect, then make a sound. But there's like yes. literally no sound. So you don't even know if you're connecting. And then you're not connecting. You're eating shit. Yeah. I literally I was, was going like to throw my controller. Music, yeah. I, it was extremely frustrating and not very well done. I think the, the premise was like, if the music doesn't stop, you're doing good. And if you fucked it up then the whole thing came crashing down but the weirdest thing about this game besides the fact that the controls were uh setting you up for failure which was like how did nobody catch that like honestly literally let's be like for real for a second here how did nobody catch that that was catastrophic but the f- the weirdest thing that you didn't even mention about this game is the camera perspective it's like you're laying oh, yeah. in the back of a car looking up oh. as you're driving under overpasses so like you're not even looking straight ahead Imagine yourself in a convertible, laying back. Somebody else is driving because you're you're not driving because you're not looking forward. You've been d- drinking you're, too much, and you're like, yeah, you're tired. drinking too much. Yeah. You're about to pass out. Your head is tilted all the way back, and you're looking at the ceiling of overpasses as you're driving forward. I'm like, I tried to move the camera. I'm like, this is the most fucked up camera presentation I've ever seen. You're it right. is the most bizarre fucking thing. And that's a bad combination. I can't hit the controls, and I'm like in this weird perspective. Um, please, I want to stop talking about it now. It's just making oh, me angry. Just, it was so strange and so frustrating and so weird. I just, yes, yeah, no, no, not for me. But yes to Vaporware music game, yes. But sure. not Somebody to else, yes. this Somebody else particular thing. All right, let me pick one here. Let's go with a good one. The Gardener and the Wild Vines. Did you play this? I didn't play this one. 
Oh man, you missed a good one. Go back and play it tonight. Okay. This is a very interesting one because looking at it, like the title card and looking at the screenshots, it looks like trash. I'm going to just be real. The graphics are not the greatest. It could use a little bit of work, but I ended up really liking this one a lot. And in fact, it ended up being one of my favorites because it was so fun to play. Uh, in this game, you play a gardener who I want to say is like of indeterminate gender, which is totally fine. And you're looking for the prince because I believe you love the prince and you want to kiss the prince. I'm pretty sure they said that. Um, so the prince is apparently at the top of like this tower, uh, this 3D rotating tower. And the graphics are all like, they're pretty basic. I mean, you know, they don't look the greatest, but they get the job done. Your, your sprites are kind of 2D, but you're rotating a 3D tower. I mean, it looks all rough, but just get past the graphics. So what you do is you jump up and when you cut a vine, it grows so you want to like, you see a flower, you jump up, cut the flower, and then it grows a vine from the point at which you cut it and it grows higher. So what you need to do is you jump and you got to cut these flowers in such a way so that they grow in a pattern so that you're able to jump to the top of the tower. And the more flowers in a row that you cut, the faster they grow. So what this means is at the beginning, you have to be very strategic. You have to be like, okay, I've only got my regular jump. I can only jump so high. I see there's one flower over here, one flower over here. I'm going to jump and cut this one first, but you want to cut it so that you're going to be able to reach a couple more flowers on the next jump, because eventually what you want to do is you want to cut a bunch in a row so that by the time you get a little combo going, the vines are shooting up the side of the tower so fast that you're just kind of like rocketing up the tower. Like you're not oh, like jumping, jumping. It's kind of like, it kind of like pulls you up the tower as long as you keep cutting at the right speed. So it ended up being like really kinetic spinning around the tower like constantly like scanning for combos like there's a flower there's a flower there's a flower cut 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 and you just like shoot up the tower very um energetic and intuitive and it felt natural and good and the the physics felt very good and i think once i understood what i was doing i'm like oh this is actually really fun i like this a lot this is i think i'm probably gonna buy the full version of this this is pretty good um you get to the top of the tower and of course it's kind of a joke because, you know, the prince is never in that tower. Your prince is in another tower. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you kind of go on and on and on like that. But I really like what I saw. I felt it felt good. Um, it was clever. The combo system works really well. And I like it a lot. So just get past those graphics. Don't be put off by the title card. Um, check it out. It's really good. That's interesting. It's like a flow you get into then, right? A flow exactly. State. Exactly. You get that good flow, that combo going. And you can just like rock it up even the tallest tower like in a second. And it feels amazing when you do it. Cool. Well, I'll check it out. That is good stuff. All right, what's your pick? Uh, here's another good one then. Let's get a let's keep on a roll. At least for me. Uh, do you play Demon Turf? Demon Turf. Oh, you know, I, I forgot that one. I did not play that. Okay. One. Tell me about it. So a lot of people are talking about online. Um, it's one of those games, and there's one other game on this list that's like this. Is I didn't want to play it too much because I love it. You know, it's uh, Death Trash. Remember Death Trash? Oh yeah. Didn't want to play oh, too yes. much of it, although that's a lie because I played the shit out of that demo. <laughs> Because um, I love that game, but yeah, I like this a lot. So this is something that like, a lot of the reviewers are saying. We're not sure if it's happened before, but it's a two D character, illustrated character in a three D environment, and it's a platformer. I don't know if that's happened before, um, and if um, it has, I'm sure, I'm sure someone's done it. It must have been. Yeah, but if it if it has, um, I think this is like an, an incredible version of it because it's like the two D character herself. She's a little demon girl. She changes, you know, when she's when she's changing into perspective, but she stays 2D, which is really cool. Yes. But basically, you are a little uh, demon lady uh, who's only a thousand years old, which is not old for demon terms. That's not even of legal age. No, she can't drink. 
Uh, and she um, is decided to like just go become the demon queen and beat all the other demons or something. That's the general idea. Okay. Uh, and she's in the demon world, which you know is a huge platforming world, basically. Um, but the controls, and it's and you'll love this. It's a great tutorial. Do all the uh, they do all these different things to to show you all the controls. You have the double jump. You have a kind of a spin. You have a float. Uh, then you can do a jump float double jump after it you know um there's a little bit of an attack there's some physics based puzzles and what am i forgetting uh oh you can jump in the water and submerge yourself down why can't i say that submerge yourself Submer- yeah yeah you got i'm it. doing it right you got it and you turn into some sort of like octopus monster which is weird so there's some water stuff too but everything just feels great like you know anytime you miss a jump it's your fault it's not the controls like you just got to get better at it, and then you do, and then you're like, okay, awesome. And then you can make uh, the camera be an auto camera, or you can do it yourself. And for some reason, I found it really, really relaxing to, like, intuitive as well to just do it myself. So I had the camera on manual, mm-hmm. and it was just really fucking fun. Like, it it just endlessly added new puzzle elements, but also made you feel like really fun, um, just traversing the whole landscape. And then on top of that, you plant these little flags, and the flags are like warp points. So if you get to a really, really like you know huge section where all these like uh, floating things, and you might fall, if you make it to the top, you can put a little flag down, and then can you, you just warp back there, which is really cool in a platforming game. That's a good feature. I love yeah. that feature. So in general, it's cutesy. I like the animation. Again, I don't remember seeing this style much two D on a three D world. It's I love it. Like I love it. You know, um, CJ reviewed that for us at Game Critics. He was a big fan of it as well. So, uh, okay. I, yeah, I think it's good stuff. I forgot to I forgot to play it. That was on my list. I must have just slipped my mind. But it, everybody that I've talked to has really liked it a lot. So it seems like one to check out. For yeah, sure. and also, by the way, it is um, really set up to be a speedrun game. Mm. Uh, and I'm not going to tra- treat it like that. <clears throat> like, you know, I'm not that kind of a, a player, a game player. But... It is, you know, if you want a game that you could speed run, like the whole idea is to find shortcuts and double jump and spin and float places, you know, like how speedrunners do it. So, yeah. Anyway, I recommend everybody check out the demo for sure, Z's. Excellent. All right, cool. I will call out uh, Deadly Days. Did you try Deadly Days? I don't think I did. Oh, man. So, this is a top down, pixel based uh, indie roguelike where it has like the funniest opening cutscene. It shows a factory making burgers out of um, toxic waste and cows. And they, they ship these burgers off to a restaurant. You know, it looks like a fake McDonald's. And everybody that eats there becomes a zombie. So you start off with a couple of randomly generated characters. You're in like a little safe zone. And then you drive to the city. Um, the ultimate goal of the game is like you want to find out where that factory is that keeps churning out those burgers. You want to um, shut that down. But along the way, you have to like collect more survivors and get more weapons, level up a little bit. And when you go out to the city, you're in a group. So let's say you start out with two survivors. You control both of them at the same time. And how you control this is you just have a mouse pointer. And wherever you point to, they'll both get there kind of like using their little micro AI. And you can um, choose to select things uh, to search. So like if one person's searching, the other person will just kind of stand there and like keep guard. And you kind of just comb through the city, fending off zombies as you search for stuff and ultimately trying to find clues about where this burger factory is it's pretty fun it's really quick each level is like super fast the feeling of progression was really good uh it is a roguelike so i didn't spend a whole lot of time i didn't want to invest myself into it in just the demo but i definitely think i'm going to come back and play this one 
I believe it's on every system at this point. Um, I may try it on the Switch, even though I suspect the graphics might be a little bit small. So maybe I should play it on a bigger system. But it does seem like the kind of thing that I would want to play for like half an hour before bed. Uh, really cute, kind of straightforward, but it but in a good way. Like it's, if you like these kind of things, you like these kind of procedural roguelikes and the slow leveling up of things, um, I think it'll probably uh, check that box for you pretty well. Yeah, the art looks really cool. It's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. pretty cute. I didn't play this one, but it seems interesting. All right. What's your next pick, Carlos? Um, let's do, well, Blind Fate real quick. Just uh, Blind Fate. Okay. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. It's And then yeah, there's, it, a, there's a subtitle for it, too, as well. Another part. Edo something. I, I, I downloaded this game, but it took so long that I forgot. And I, w- I moved on with oh, my life. Nice. So it's on my hard drive, but I didn't touch it. Sorry. What's another game that's similar to this? I keep thinking of Shadow Complex, but what's a more modern version of a Shadow Complex game, which is like a 2D game. It's got like slightly 3D graphics and it's an action game and there's dodging and guarding. You know, what's a game like that? Yeah. I don't know. There's there's many of them. There's a lot okay. of them on the Switch. Actually. Well, that's what this is. It's a, you're kind of a ninja-y, samurai-y looking person. Uh, I won't go into the story. It's kind of throwaway. But, yeah, you have this really cool dodge that I like a lot. It's like you kind of blink in and out of existence. Man, I can't talk tonight. You blink in and out of existence, and, um, you know, you do attacks, you do guards, and then you do a little bit of special moves. It seems really straightforward. Nothing, like, that blew me away, but it was fun. Uh, Jumps, double jumps, things like that. Uh, that's kind of it. I don't have a big <laughs> review for it. I just played it for a little bit and kind of got bored because I don't know that it, it takes a special time for me to be in that, uh, mindset for that kind of a game. Yeah. Uh, because it's literally a lot of the same thing board by board. I keep going back to like double dragon. You know what I mean? Like, I looked at it and I got to be honest with you. Like the, the look of the, the picture in the video didn't grab me. I only I only downloaded it because you said you had tried it. And of course, I failed to actually play that. <laughs> nice. Um, but it just it looked pretty generic and it just looked like kind of 2D basic kind of, I don't know, just chop them up action. It didn't seem nothing about it really stood out to me. Yeah, it really kind of like uh, left my radar as soon as I played it. So anyways, yeah. I just tried to mention it because it did have a cool dodge. I like the dodge. This was called what? Blind Fate. Is that right? Yeah, Blind Fate. All right, let's do let's do let's do the darkest tales. Did you play that one? I was supposed to. It's down. Oh my god, we are the worst. We are the worst at doing the demo. Well, no, we're not because we're. I mean, normally we just do a game each, right? So yeah. Well, I mean, full disclosure, folks. Peek behind the curtain. We both talked to each other and said we're going to play the same games before the show, so we can both. Did we say that? I think we We did. We sure did. We sure did. Did we do it? Fuck no. <laughs> ah, wait, wait, hold on. Okay, so yeah, the next one I have, I wonder if you played then. Well, we'll get to it in a second. I'm talking about The Darkest Tales here. This one, um, the trailer was very intense. You, It's like a, a teddy bear, a stuffed animal teddy bear. Yeah. Dual wielding like some swords, which are actually like a, sciz- a pair of scissors broken up into each individual blade. Um, like real bloody. Um, a lot of gore in the trailer. Everything was like super dark. It looked like really just like kind of I just really just like, oh, God, what's going on here? This seems like pretty extreme. Um, so I downloaded this, gave this a shot. It's a 2D actioner, kind of a, I don't know, hack and slash, I guess. A little bit of platforming. A lot of talking. A lot of talking. And I don't know if it's just me this year or what, but like, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, please don't don't spend too much time talking. Get me to the action ASAP. And this one took way too long to get to the action. Mm. Once we got to the action, it was just okay. I mean, there's like a skill tree to level up the bear. You know, like do more damage, uh, I don't know, longer life bar, more faster attacks. I mean, pretty standard stuff. 
Um, but you're basically just kind of like running from left to right, hacking spiders and bats. And I mean, uh, you eventually meet a person who's like a little red riding hood and she's like a complete psychopath. And it got like really bloody. Like some of the cutscene stuff is super bloody and some of the imagery is really dark and bloody. So that was interesting, but the action itself pretty pedestrian and I kind of got bored of it. All right. Well, I didn't, I didn't miss anything. Did not miss anything. Okay. What's your next pick? Okay. Did you play what lies in the multiverse? I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got one. All right. All right. Well, I like this one. I have a feeling you didn't, but we'll just see. Um, what this game is, it's 2D. It reminds me of Fez. The graphics look almost identical, actually. When it yeah, comes 2D to 2D pixely, yeah, yeah, 2D pixely, but also like the the way that the two, like weird stones and different kind of um, you know landscapes are. It looks look just like Fez. Anyways, um, this game is about a character who I can relate to is in a room working on a computer. He's talking about parallel realities, which I can relate to. Uh, it's so up my alley in the beginning. And he's got a little cat on his bed, and he's got nerdy stuff on the walls. So I was like 100% in from the beginning. And then he learns how to basically warp to different dimensions or different realities. And because he does that, he kind of messes up the universe a bit. And so then some weirdo shows up who can warp back and forth between different realities and says, hey, you fucked things up. Um, what are you doing? But also, here are some powers so you can like you know get home. And then when they get home, this is all the intro. Uh, he smashes his computer, which I think is funny. And he says, hey, stop fucking doing that stuff because, you know, you're going to screw up the universe. And then he's like, he convinces him to go on a mission uh, with him to different realities. The kid does. And that's where the game starts, basically. And then you can have this ability to jump between different um, yeah, realities of the same place that you're at, which has happened in many games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like um, the character that you're referring to reminded me a lot of like an off brand Doctor Who sort of a thing. Like, okay. you, he's like the Doctor Who traveling through the multiverse and you kind of tag along with him. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of vibe I was getting from it. And and how it plays out in the section is like in one in one reality, it's like a happy idyllic trees and monks are kind of walking around. And then you hit a button and you go to like the alternate reality and like all the monks are dead and they're skeletons and it's dark and all the landscape is busted up and stuff and so you kind of go back and forth so uh, to do jumping uh, challenges right so like maybe there's a rope that you need to climb up but you can't reach it but if you go into the other dimension there's like a block you push the block jump on the block and then jump off the block to where the rope is and then you quickly switch dimensions and the block disappears but the rope is there now and you catch it before you fall so you have a lot of those back and forth between dimension jumping puzzles which like you said i mean a lot of games have done yeah, but but they did it really well. I mean, like I I remember having fun with doing that. You know, like every time I jumped off and was like, I hope I made it, and then you switch between realities, then you land it. You know, it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. I mean, it didn't catch me. I don't think I'll probably come back to it because, um, it, again, a lot of talking and this kind of action has been done like a ton. I've played a lot of games like this, and I'm kind of over it. Uh, but you know, if you haven't played a lot of these, it might be worth checking out. Well, I'll tell you why I'm going to play it, um, for real the whole, th whole way through is because I kind of relate to the character. And also I think that they could take the story some interesting ways because to do a little bit of comedy in this, and I know you don't, you're not in like into the talking, but I am. And so at some point you jump to a reality that's like the science, like a bunch of scientists. Yes. And, yes. and I think it was funny. It was kind of remind me of like a Pixar movie or some like you know, simple kind of humor, but they're like, who are those two guys? What's going on with them? So it'd be fun if like later on in the game, they, you know, jump to different realities. Cause I wanted to see more like cities and, you know, world and stuff that would be different. So 
it's a really fine line for me because I do like comedy and games, but it's like, it's like, it's got a pop and there's, I mean, I can't even describe it, but it's like, there is a certain limit. Like you have 1.5 sentences to make me laugh. And if you don't get there, then you're talking too much. Like I need you to like, just, I, I am like a really tough audience when it yeah, comes to comedy and games. A couple games do it. Like, uh, there's been a few that I really think are hilarious, but I, my, my, my bar is set pretty high. I do admit that. So. Well, I'm All interested. Right. What lies in the in the multiverse? I think it's a, a smart little thing. All right, excellent. I will talk about one that actually you talked about on the show a million years ago, uh, but they're just now bringing it to console. You played it on PC, and I was interested, but I didn't want to play it on PC, and now I don't have to because it's coming to Xbox. It's Grid Force. Do you remember oh, Grid yeah, Force? yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Grid Force. This is one where... I don't know the premise of it. I mean, when the demo starts, it's like, oh, BT dubs, you're like three levels in. So we're going to skip the whole beginning. Thank you. Appreciate that. Just give me the good stuff. Uh, You have a a team of women. And I believe every character in the game is a woman of some kind, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, And you are on a grid. Uh, It looks like probably like a nine by nine on each side. And like there's a left side and a right side. So ultimately, like, uh, I don't know how many squares that is. I can't do math. A lot of squares. Anyway. You have your character can move up, down, left, and right, and there's enemies on the opposite side. You're shooting at each other, so it's played in real time, but you're you're moving within the confines of the grid, and you have different abilities. And as uh, like for your first person, she's got a sword, she's also got a gun, she can shoot, she's got a power shot, she's also got like a dash where she can like dash to the other side, stab somebody with the sword real quick, and then dash back out. So she's got like three or four different moves. And if she runs out of uh, special energy to do her moves, or she runs out of life, you can swap out. I believe you have a total of four people on your team, but ultimately it looks like there's like, I don't know, like a, like a whole bunch of characters you can pick from. Um, and on my team, it was like one person was like a, an Asian inspired sword person. There's one uh, plus size woman who had like this giant bazooka. Uh, and then there was like a person who I believe was like in a space wheelchair, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was doing some stuff. Everybody had a bunch of different moves. They all played very differently from each other. Um, the action was really fast paced and, pretty intense. So I, I liked it a lot. I really am looking forward to just getting into that. Um, kind of had a real, not exactly like an arcadey feel, but definitely a focus on like the shooting and dodging and just really like getting you activated in, in what was going on and switching back and forth between the characters was pretty strategic. So I felt pretty good about that one. Definitely looking forward to checking that out when it comes to Xbox. I would say I like the diversity, the representation, uh, and I like the feel of how you have to do the action. The only thing I didn't like was that I feel like some of the enemies I was fighting like didn't die like quick enough they uh, do seem to be a little bit bullet spongy yeah and i was like this is like i want to like feel good about the combination i did where i switch characters you know how you could switch characters in the middle and yeah. then you you do a really good combo but then they were still alive <laughs> and i was yeah. like yeah well i feel like yeah if they could and they're still in the demo stage right it's not out yes. no they you know at the beginning of the demo they said that they have made lots of changes, lots of rebalancing, and lots of new mechanics since the PC release. So it's probably worth checking out if people have already played the PC version. They said it's uh, probably pretty different right. for you guys by now. Okay. Um, I'm out of demos. I have one more huge RPG I want to talk about at the end of the show here. But besides that, do you have another demo? Yeah, I've got a, I have like four more. We're not going to go through Whoa. all of them. I do want to say I did play the last Arikru really quickly. Oh, yeah. I played that. Yeah, that's kind of like a third person. It reminded me a lot of like Risen... Or like yeah. a third person. Those RPGs a, that I love. Those are all my yeah, all my jams. Kind of Euro jank sort of a thing. Um, interesting. I might check that one out. Like when it hits twenty bucks or something. That to me seems like a twenty dollar on sale weekend kind of RPG. Uh, interesting stuff though. Uh, let's see what else. Space lines from far out. 
uh, is a multiplayer game. You can play it by yourself, but why would you want to? Um, basically, you're running a tour guide spaceship, and you are you are like dividing up the jobs between the other people. So like you and your real time couch co-op friends, or I think you do it online also. Uh, one person drives. One person is working the radar. One person is cooking sandwiches in the back. One person is uh, fixing the generator. And while this is all happening, you have guests that are on board the ship, and the guests will be like, "I'm hungry. I'm hungry," or "I'm bored," and so you got to like entertain them. And, you know, like everybody's got to like juggle. There's always like one more job than there is people to do the job. So, so one job is like always going unfilled. Right. That's like one of those kind of like tense balancing games where like you're working with your buddies to do that. Um, I didn't get a great sense of it single player, but it looks like something I might want to play with my wife and kids. Seemed like kind of OK. And the last one that I will give a shout out to was actually quite good. I thought it was very good, and I would definitely uh, recommend people check this out. In fact, didn't you talk about it last week, Nobody Saves the World? Yeah, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you played it. So we we did play all the same ones, because I just played them on a different podcast. Um, yeah, you, you played this one last week. Yes, and I loved it. So I you like it? I liked it a lot, too. Wow. Yeah, this was by Drinkbox. I'm a big fan of Drinkbox. Um, love that studio. And yeah, this one was where you start off as like a... You know, the whole the vibe of this game, it's a top down game. Reminded me a lot of like the Binding of Isaac, honestly, like the the weird kind of everybody looks like, kind of queasy and weird and off and sick. Yeah. And also um, remember Crashlands. <clears throat> Cra- yeah. Crashlands as yeah. well. Definitely that same kind of vibe. So you start off as just like this kind of random, I don't know, like paper cutout doll or I'm not sure what you're supposed to be. You're just like this like white blank person. Yeah. That doesn't you're a blank seem to have any... slate. You don't have a real exactly. anything. Exactly. You got nothing. And then you. You level up a little bit by whacking some stuff and uh, doing some little mini quests, uh, for example, like search the room and pick up three sticks and just real basic stuff um, that you've like turned into a rat like is your very first uh, form. And the rat has all sorts of powers you can like level up. And then the further you go, you can change it like more and more and more things like all these different abilities, different forms, which I think is pretty interesting. And each one has its own little little micro skill tree. So I like the feeling of it. It felt great to play. Um, the top down action was really dialed in and tight. I like the feeling of switching back and forth between the person and the rat. And I was really curious to see what else was going to be coming down the pike. looks like a lot of stuff in that skill tree you can unlock. So um, for top down action fans, I feel like this one is definitely worth a look. It was surprising to me because the art on the splash screen didn't really grab me right off the bat. Not my favorite kind of art style, but once I started playing it, I got hooked pretty quickly. That's interesting because I love the art from the beginning. So, um, and by the way, so here's a quick update then, because yes, I played it as well. We talked about, on, I don't know, two shows ago or something. Yeah, something like that. And um, one of the uh, forms after like, you know, Knight and Ranger, after them, after the Knight and Ranger, this horse is one of the forms. Oh, nice. Uh, and then there's a form in the middle, which I didn't get to yet. And it's Egg. Egg I is saw a form. Egg. Yes. I saw Egg and I'm like, what in the world could that possibly be yeah. for? I had no idea. So here's a minor spoiler. I don't know. I, I don't, you, you don't mind a minor spoiler, right? Is it like a mechanical spoiler? It's a story spoiler. Um, no, hold off because I don't know. I'm uh, going to play this okay. one for sure. So I'll give you a lead into the spoiler. I won't actually okay. spoil it. But right. I was playing this uh, whenever I was playing it. And I it's similar to Death Trash for me because it's like I played the shit of the demo. Like I think I did everything you can do. Uh, besides like beat the boss, but I'm re- really close and I stopped it. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to buy this game. So like, I don't want to do the first boss, you know? So right. I put it down, but before I put it down, there was an achievement that said, and it, you know, this is not spoiling it, but it said fall in love. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I felt really sad. And so then I tweeted out like, oh, great. I'm sitting here alone on my couch 
and then the achievement shows up fall in love i'm like a little on the on the nose here buddy i'm like that's why i'm playing video games you know <laughs> i'm like here by myself <laughs> and then a drink box like retweeted it and like you know replied to me and they're like we're hoping you're gonna make it <laughs> we hope you get the achievement um and so without spoiling it i got the achievement oh, so okay. i did fall in love and um this game has really great subtle humor and i fucking love it it's 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 really good in my opinion yeah yeah i i was really grooving on it too i think this is definitely one i'm gonna pick up for sure so that seems like kind of that was a successful demo i'm i got my money in my hand ready to go yeah so. All right, cool. That is the end of the demo fest. And like I said earlier, I believe these demos will all still be up by the time this show goes up. Yep. So, I mean, run to your Xbox, check it out. There's a ton more that we didn't get to that we didn't mention. So I like the the array of, of choices they have, good variety. And it's always great to support your indie developers. So go check it out. Go check and it out because there's so many more too. Oh, there's so many more. So, okay, last thing for the show, Carlos is going to bring uh, this game, which I'm already tired of hearing about. We're going to talk about this uh, real quickly. <laughs> I'm shaking my fist. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, tell me really quickly the name of this game. What's Edge of Eternity. Okay. So I saw Carlos tweeting about this a couple nights ago. And he's like, oh, I love this game. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to talk about it on the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this out. And I you know, pulled up a trailer and I started looking it up. And I'm like, what? This looks exactly like, like Final Fantasy in so many ways. Not 100%, but like character design the font lettering choice the spells the weapons i'm like oh god this looks like so much like a final fantasy ripoff and then i noticed that there was like some some strategic element like that other game that you like heroes of might magic so i could see why you like this but like i looked at this and man i noped out so hard after that that trailer yeah and and, and i think there's a lot of uh thing to be said about art that is inspired by other you know games and that's fine like i think people don't you shouldn't like just you know negate it right off the bat because uh, it was too much dude i, I know it, it's just fantasy it could pass as a final fantasy like like dlc again or why is that a, game. why is that a problem i don't understand it's why not that's unique wrong. enough man it just like don't bite okay. their steve and here's here's why i'm gonna you know nip that in the bud because sure looks are looks and we always have kind of a uh, I don't know. You you hold the art style much more, you know, high up in Super regard, important. and I don't. I think that a game and story and action and gameplay can can beat that out. But uh, that's perfectly uh, understandable for this game because, yeah, again, it looks very Final Fantasy esque. But the minute you start playing it, and this is a minor spoiler, but I'm going to tell you. Obviously, you don't care. I don't, yeah, I don't care. Go ahead. The audience <laughs> should listen to you anyhow because it's actually helpful. Okay. Right away, as soon as you start, um, the the writing and all that kind of stuff and the dialogue, it feels indie. This is an indie studio. It's called Midgar, Midgar Studio. There's their first RPG. Uh, I love that. Um, I Just like I like Risen and Elix and stuff, this is kind of like that. So this is like your Elix for Final Fantasy because the dialogue isn't fucking bullshit Final Fantasy dialogue. It's more real. And, you know, it's got a lot of, you know, corny jokes and stuff like that. But... It just feels more grounded. It, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't feel like that. Again, okay. it's a small studio. And um, in the very beginning, a bunch of main characters die. Like, just straight up. Like, hardcore. And then some, even while you're, like, fighting and you don't control them, like, you think you're going to be able to control them and, and use them in the battle, and they just die. Like, in a straight, cool cutscene or something. And you're like, fuck. And then near the end of, like, the very beginning of that kind of, you know, this is before the title card or whatever... Um, another main character dies, and you're like, "What is this game? Like, who who am I going to control in this thing?" But you realize you're really going to control just yourself, 
um, and then your sister, who you meet later on. So that was interesting. You know, stakes are high in the beginning. The dialogue didn't sound, you know, it sounded kind of unique. And then, like, the the turn-based combat is something that's, like, just <laughs> drugs. It's so addictive. It's, it's like I think of. It's like um, whatever you're addicted to, it's like that. So it's turn-based, which I love. Uh, because again, a lot of action stuff, you get tired or you fuck up or you don't do it well. This is one of those ones where you can plan and strategize, but it has so many unique extra things that other turn-based RPGs don't have. Here's an example. You're on the battlefield. Um, you can use, you know, free camera to look all around, which is nice, kind of like a, a, a hex game or something. But then like different things are on the battlefield randomly because you happen to be, you know, battling near them. So one is a catapult. So you go up to the catapult and you can use it if you you know move to that square, and that does like super crazy damage. Uh, one's a gemstone and it heals you. So if you're fighting and you're you know wounded, or if you're just already low on health, you go near the gemstone and it will heal you passively while you're fighting. Um, the, the basic stuff is like magic users should stay far away, does cast spells or whatever. But everything which I can't explain right now in this short time frame is done so perfectly for like turn-based RPGs with a slant of something new, like every time, whether it be like the, the ATB meter, you know, um, you're not thinking about it. Like I'm usually thinking about it in Final Fantasy and worrying about it, but in this one, it it's being used, which is ac- active time battles, but you're not like thinking about it, which again is such a nuanced thing to explain on a podcast, but it, they just do it great. So every single battle I'm excited about uh, I love the story, and it's just an indie RPG, uh, but with Final Fantasy esque kind of you know characters. So yeah, I can't speak highly enough of it. I love it. I mean, it sounds like you'd like it a lot, and I definitely like some some turn based strategy. I mean, that is definitely in my wheelhouse. But man, I just I can't get past those visuals, man. I'm just not in that basket. So I'm glad you're liking it, and probably a lot of people out there will like it as well. If you like that style, if you like the turn-based stuff, seems like you should uh, you should check it out. This is a thumbs up from Carlos. It's a thumbs up, and also even without like liking the style, the, what they pulled off for a small studio, it's gorgeous. Like it's like PS5 gorgeous, and I'm playing it on Steam right now, but it's being ported to the consoles in February. Yeah, I think it's coming to everything. I yeah, think. not Switch, but the other things. But I mean, like it looks like I'm playing a PS5 game on my fucking you know PC on Steam. Like it's really gorgeous. So um, yeah. That aside, Brad's, you know, bias aside, it's fuck. It's so awesome. I love it. And remind us of the name of it. Edge of Eternity. Play Edge. that game. Pretty, pretty generic title there. Okay. You can Edge eat shit, dude. <laughs> we're going to fight after this, but we can't because we're not near each other. That's true. Uh, throw you a pinch. Punch through the internet okay. and it'll get to you. Okay. All right, folks. That is this show. A little bit shorter this time around, but we're probably going to make up for it next time around. We are prepping oh, yeah, we the are. game of the year show. Like we said at the top of the show, we want your input. If you're listening to this now, please drop us an email, uh, a tweet. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Snail mail, I guess. Nah, there's no. Don't address. do that. TikTok. I don't know. Something. Get a hold of us somehow and share your top three games of 2021. And I don't care what they are. There's no like rules or stipulations and like the one worst game, most disappointing, biggest letdown, anything like that. So three good ones and one bad one, send them to us. Uh, probably the easiest way. So video games podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at so video games. Uh, can people send you a TikTok, Carlos? Can they make like a little uh, video if they want to do it that, that I way? I mean, if they want it, yeah, it's Carlos Rodella on TikTok, but also um, the at so video games, Twitter, yeah, and in your Twitter is probably the easiest. 
you can hit my Twitter, yeah, as well. So, so do that. Send us your thing. We're gonna give you a name check uh, on the next show. We'll uh, tell you all the things that people select. We got a lot of entries already, but we want some more. So send them in. Um, as for you personally, Carlos, uh, where can we direct your traffic? That is not the top three games and one bad one of the year. Uh, oh yeah. So, uh, I relaunched my, um, well, my YouTube channel has always been there, but we relaunched the podcast and we're doing it in the studio now. So, and by the way, you should, you should check it out. Um, it's a good discussion. It's a video version of the podcast and it's on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash a lot of things. I can't talk tonight. And what is the name of the podcast? This is a lot of it's things. It's a lot again. of things. Yeah. It's the, a lot of things okay. podcast. And we basically talk about entertainment, sometimes, you know, movie, music, shows, games, but then we go into tangents about, you know, controversial subjects. Uh, let's just say on this episode, we talked about Dave Chappelle a little bit. Ooh, yeah. And don't his... like him very much. No, no, no. We didn't like the, well, we talked about the closer specifically, which I have lots of problems with. So uh, if you want to hear some controversial takes and some entertainment talk, youtube.com slash a lot of things. Excellent. All right. And as for me, uh, usual stuff, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode 263. Uh, tune in next week for our Game of the Year show. But for now, thank you for joining us here on the So Video Games Podcast. And we'll see you next Friday with the big one, the big deal, the whole list, the whole thing, the big enchilada, the culmination of an entire year. Whole year. It's going to be a big show. Don't miss. Don't okay. Miss All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Oh, that's the ending. And bye. You didn't do your pipe from Brad.